Yo, what's going on? This is Fries with Jake. It's your boy, doing a podcast. We talk about everything and anything, and each episode is a little different from the next. You might love it, you might hate it, but you gotta respect it. Let's go, bitches. Yo, what's up, guys? This is Fries with Jake. We are... I don't know what the word I'm talking about is. Location. We are in location or on location. I'm not exactly sure. But we are at Resonance School of Music. Uh, my project band had a recording, and I apologize to the guys that I have on right now. But I do have with me the band IAT. So it's like a... What did we say? Progressive... Progressive death? black metal. Progress, progressive black metal, yes. And these guys are fucking sick. I have heard some of their shit... And it was awesome. It just makes you want to, like, pound some jack and fucking headbang all night by yourself on the couch while watching This Is Us. So, <laughs> uh, you guys can go ahead and introduce yourselves. I am Jay. Uh, I'm the vocalist and bassist for Ayat. My name is Paul, and I am the drummer. My name's Alec, and I play guitar. That is awesome. So, how long have you guys been a band? Actually, we just we just celebrated our ten year anniversary uh, this past was it May I think yes this past May. May so a little over ten years ten years dude that's a long fucking time yeah yeah you know? ten years uh, over thirteen members over thirteen members yeah yes. but the funny thing is uh, the thirteen members were within the first two to three years and then uh, after that it's been smooth sailing seven to eight years together. With this lineup, minus one person. Minus one person. What happened to that one person? Uh, he's actually uh, doing some studio work. Oh, cool. What's yeah. he doing? Uh, so we, uh, we're putting out a new album. Oh. And he's just kind of like cleaning up some guitar stuff. So our other guitarist wouldn't, uh, he's not here today. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the one that's from like really far. Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. Jackson, yeah, by, yeah. Uh, by like Six Flags. We're also, uh, we are in, uh, I don't know where we are. Glassboro, New Jersey, Seoul, New Jersey. We're we're right around there. So that's pretty much where our podcast goes. And uh, for those of you who have not listened before, we basically just fucking talk about whatever. But Alec has told me before because I did have a podcast with um, Alex Otherband, and he had told me specifically. He's like, that's why I wanted to get the guys on because I want to hear some fucking stories, dude. So I don't know. I mean, we've got ten years worth of worth of touring stories. I know. That's what I know. That's what I'm saying because I've never been able to tour, and I've been in like maybe five or six bands, and I've never been able to tour. And I said, if I ever want a million fucking dollars, then I'm gonna just tour. And that and it's like, oh, why? <laughs> it, yeah, it really it's like stories. a toll on you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like. That's why it's like, oh, really? I'm like, yeah, because I've never, I've never done it, but you I know, know tour- it does take a toll on you. Touring's fun. It's a serious grind, though. Like if you if you go into touring with the mentality of like, oh, it's gonna be an awesome party, it's like you're gonna burn yourself out nope. real quick. You yeah. have to have some serious. Um, you, it's a, you have to have an agenda. Yeah, you have to go in it. Yeah, with a reason, you know. And the other thing is, is that uh, the more touring that you do, the the more shows that you play. The more that you find, um, I guess, you expect things to go wrong. So you kind of adjust and you kind of... You become uh, better prepared as a band. Yeah, yeah. You address you address certain things. Um, that way you don't run into so many hiccups. So. Yeah, yeah. And do you guys have like a practice spot? Where do you guys like all practice at to get your shit tight? 
Well, uh, my house. Yeah. Oh, okay. Paul's house. You, usually that's how it goes. You go to the drummer's house because they have. <laughs> yeah. And that, we, we never, my band comes to my house too. Yeah. Because yeah, they got the less. You keep like breaking down your drums and then bringing it there and then taking. Yeah. And you know. oh, totally. Drums are the loudest instrument. So if someone is used to playing drums at their house, obviously you don't have like sound issues. You know. Right. Yeah. Your exactly. neighbors are pretty much used to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The noise yeah. at that point. You guys ever have like crazy ass sessions where like, all right, we're gonna come in here at like noon and we're gonna play till fucking ten o'clock at night. No, I feel like in the early days we kind of did stuff like that. Yeah, but we're all old and lame now, and it's kind of more. <laughs> we're more hey, focused. I'm old too, man. Just turned 36. Okay, so. well, listen, we're we're yeah. right in there with you, man. Yeah, yeah. So and we write. That's when it takes a, a long time. You know, like we'll yeah. sit there and say practice is two hours, and we'll be there for four hours. Oh yeah, right. for sure. So yeah. when we're writing, well, that's yeah. the thing with us. What we what my <clears throat> band does is like. Me and Jay have a pretty good chemistry because we had, we were in a band before. Okay. So we'll, you know what I mean, we'll play together and we'll get like a song down. And I'll just get like the basis, basic, basic drum beats and then I can add my shit that I want to add like later on, you know, mm-hmm. my intricacies and all that shit. But then it's like you're sitting there and then, you know, he has to show the other guitarist and they have to play together and it's like, all right, we're good now, right? I'm like, no, dude, I, I need to like, figure out what I'm yeah. going to play too. When you guys mm-hmm. are on point, I'm, yeah. I don't have anything like down. Cause we had wrote a song one time and I was just like, dude, I need to change this part, this part and this part. And I had only recorded it like on my phone. Okay. So I had to like have them both play and just create it. And yeah. that's what we did. We, we basically fucking create it, played it together last night and then came in here and fucking recorded. Like it's yeah, a quick turnaround. We, yeah, dude, it is. We typically, um, when we're writing stuff, it, you can compose a whole song. Oh yeah. But we wind up changing it anyway because that's how it always happens. With with our band, we like everyone has like their input ideas and that's what makes the song. So it it can take us like up to four to five practices to actually complete a song. And our songs are really long. Okay. So they average like seven, eight minutes. Holy shit, really? So, oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. man. Yeah. That's and awesome. That comes with the territory of being in a progressive band. Progressive bands really like elongate things they you know they they're very dramatic and somatic that's a musical journey music, so yeah. yeah it's it's a it's definitely a journey is your writing process like a bunch of different like um changes here and there yeah it's a, and it's like, a lot of, there's it's like, like bands that are out there that use like it, isn't there bands that use like math to like fucking that's well, definitely we do, time we, that's ha- we had some to, shit like that yeah, yeah we had to use math but then we're we're very epic so we like to build a lot of things we you know we bring it down we have like just acoustic you know um right. parts and then like the drums build it up and stuff like that so you know our music is very epic and there's a lot of ebbing and flowing it's a lot yeah, of like you know yeah. aggressive parts that kind of like die down into something slow that kind of like build back up so it's all about like you know breaking things down pulling things apart and mm. kind of almost deconstructing yeah exactly um, so it's, it's a journey formation. i mean and really mm. our songs are our shortest song is probably about six minutes probably so, on this right, on the yeah. new album we're working on yeah, yeah i think it's about yeah. six minutes long yeah we always get like right around three and i'm like we got to make something like a little bit longer. we used to be like that we yeah. used to we couldn't we break had the like inability the... to write a song longer than two minutes and 45 seconds yeah that was <laughs> yeah. like we had <laughs> exactly, like we had like yeah. five songs that were like that would stop like at like the 245 mark and we were like oh okay Some i guess that's our thing yeah <laughs> that's it. yeah yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. So like um how did the uh I guess label thing happen? Did you guys play like a bunch of shows like in Jersey, New York, Virginia, Maryland? So we we've been on a couple labels as a band like okay. throughout the history of the band, but the you're talking about the most recent sure, yeah. signing. Yeah, mm-hmm. we we recently signed <clears throat> Go ahead. Okay, so um we recently signed with Blackline Records. They're out of Sweden. Um that's crazy. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. It is. Did and you send that like did you ship like your I guess actually, whatever to well, Sweden? Te- 
Well, technically, what happened was um, we were approached by someone. His name is R.B. Pyro, um, and he's from California. And he's worked with bigger, like, bigger metal bands. Like, the biggest band that he's worked with was uh, Rings of Saturn. Mm -hmm. And he was a manager, pretty much. And he started asking me, like, you know, what are you looking for in a label and stuff like that? And he told me, you know, well, it's really hard to get on a label if you're not going to be doing... Um, you know, 30-day tours and stuff like that. Right. He said, but I do have one label in mind, and he told me about Black Lion. I looked into them. Um, they were really supportive. They were legitimate. Their bands, the the, the roster of the bands and the it's quality insane. of the music was really good. Really, yeah. A lot of these bands are from Sweden. I think we're one of the one of the first bands from the U.S. From the US. He wanted to branch into the U.S., so we would be a, like an outlet for him to branch into the U.S. Yeah, exactly. That way. Yeah. And um, actually, one of his you know, the biggest countries in his market is North America and Canada. So, um, I, you know, I talked to him and, uh, you know, I told him all the things we had going on. I sent him a one sheet, which is basically electronic press kit, but it's condensed into one page. Sure. And, um, you know, he saw that we played with some bigger bands and he was really, uh, excited to like have us. So we worked, you know, some things out and he worked out a contract. But the funny thing is he thought that we were already signed to like a bigger label. Oh, okay. Um, and, you know, as a band, you kind of, you know, really try to sell yourself. In any walk of life, you try to right. sell yourself. So, you know, you make yourself seem a little bit bigger than what you are. And he thought we were signing a Relapse Records. And I was like, no, we weren't. And the funny thing is, he's heard of us before. Oh, really? Yeah. And you guys we have been around for a long time, though. Like yeah. Saying, and you know, we, had a, like 10 years. we had a PR push that went over to Europe. We were in a few magazines in Europe, like mm -hmm. reviews of our album and stuff like that. So right. it's kind of crazy when you think about it that, you know, a label from Sweden has heard of you before. You yeah, know, that's crazy. Or are familiar with you. So <laughs> it's mm -hmm. like, yeah. Uh, that's, you know, like, you know that your hard work is actually now you gotta go panning out. Now you got to fucking go over there and tour in Sweden, right? Listen, so that, listen <laughs> that, that is, if we get to do that, if we get to do that, that's, that that is, is that's not out of the realm of possibility. He, that's really, yeah, he told us. Yeah, that's you know, what I'm saying. I mean, your label's based out of there. Yeah, yeah, so, and those Oliver, the, if you're listening, bring us over. Yeah, <laughs> Oliver, yeah, we're ready, really. dude. Come on, yeah. those guys over there. I tell you what, over in like Sweden, and especially I think like China or Japan, they go fucking they go yeah. nuts. Yeah, they go well, nuts. and Brazil too. Oh yeah, yes. Brazil. Well, the funny thing is, the head of our operations for that label is based out of Brazil too. So oh yeah, so you got, you got Sweden <laughs> and Brazil. He's currently yeah, yeah. he's currently mixing our album in Brazil. So okay. Yeah, I, I was telling the guys that I um I really need to like have a world clock because the three people that I'm really dealing with with our band are yeah. based out of Sweden, Brazil, and then California. So yeah, when I'm right. messaging them, I'm like, I really hope I'm not waking <laughs> them up. Know, trying to be yeah, conscientious right. of what it's time It's like a whole other day over there. Yeah, oh, well, sure. Right? Yeah. The, and there are three yeah. different locations. So it's like, sure. I don't know who I'm talking to right now, What's what time it is. Time you know. Come into, you yeah, know. yeah. Right, right, right. That That's awesome, man. That's awesome that you guys have been together for so long and like doing your thing. Like uh, Jay and I are the founding members. Yeah, me and him. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. 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 Been together for... Ten years. Yeah, I remember. I remember the day one when we. Uh, yeah, I want to hear this. This is like, yeah, we need to just fucking play some like crazy fucking shit. Or so was it just like we kind of we kind of started out with different intent. I mean, we were we were young. This was ten years ago. So we I was twenty. Yeah, and you know I mean, was, yeah, it was yeah. about twenty three. Yeah, yeah, so right. Uh, we we kind of prided ourselves for a little while about being like a Craigslist band. Like Jay found everyone from Craigslist. Yo, I did the same shit in my last band. I found I started the whole fucking band from fucking listen, Craigslist, listen, and that's hard yeah. though. It is. Oh, it's, it, it is like, hard. Yeah, yeah, you go you go through a lot of people. Yeah, you do. You go and then you find people. that connection though. You, and ha it's like you have to you have to find the perfect connection of someone that's 
willing to sacrifice. Really, because mm-hmm. yeah, you sure. really have to sacrifice. You you have I have to, <coughs> you know, on a on a when we're not recording, when we're not writing and stuff like that, you know, you have to dedicate yourself two days a week, on a regular basis to you know you have to sit down on your days that you're not practicing and try to get better so you can play this new style stuff. It, it, it's right. it's like going home and doing homework. It's it, it's it takes a lot of dedication. And, and then on top of it, you're not going to make any money. Yeah, right. You're not going to I at, was going to ask least, you guys that. Yeah. At least in the beginning. Now, recently when we did our runs, we we made money every night. Okay. You know, we're now at the point where we're getting guarantees and we're selling out on our merchandise. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. You know, and we, your merch is where you make your money, especially yes. on tour, right? So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. The funny yeah. thing is is that we pr- typically print out um, 30 to 50 shirts each batch as a run and, and we have like maybe like four or five revolving yeah. designs and how many do. times right, right, have right. we printed shirts I would say at least 15 to 20 times and yeah. you have so, a specific guy that you go to to print those shirts yeah, yeah actually you know, like everybody has their clothing company yes all right so you know I'll, I'll I mean? give a shout out to Brian from lower level clothing he's out of Vineland uh, we've been working with that's the, close yeah it's not too yeah. far we've been working with him since I think since the beginning yes. I think he might have been one of the really? first people to start printing our stuff and yeah. we've just I can't. I can't say enough nice things about Brian. Yeah. So if you're in need of like printing merch, check out Lower Level Clothing. They've done our stuff for the past like nine years. Yeah, awesome, they for are sure. awesome. And on top of it, when you think about it, like we, how many people are walking around with one of our shirts? We say that all the time. <laughs> Every time we have to restock on t-shirts, yeah. it's like, well, we just sold another fifty shirts. But it's like, there's fucking fifty. It, it people doesn't out make there. sense to me. I'm, there's I'm, fifty yeah. people out there walking around with this t-shirt. That's weird. That's yeah. weird. Right. We, we've had to reprint like two it's or three weird. times with the one design. Uh, yeah. We have an Ouija board. Uh, yeah, we got design, a Ouija board. And we've had okay. to print out like two or three different times, and that's what thirty or fifty. I think we did thirty. So. Okay, so it's so, 90 shirts that we're selling right. out of from one design. So, you make I mean, like a bunch. You make like 150, 200 shirts, and you're going to make like small, medium, large. We usually yeah, do, yeah. We yeah. Usually do smaller runs, so I think maybe like I think 50. 50, we'll, yeah. Usually we'll do like 50 shirts at a time. Okay. Yeah. So, so I mean, I mean, it's not like really something big, but when you sit back and think about it, it's – Like, yeah, where's our shirts? Oh, we fucking sold out of them. Yeah, now we got to make it's more. It's kind of crazy. Right. You I'm still I mean? baffled by that. But yeah, yeah. I mean, that just that just happens. Now, when you guys, uh, you know, where are you recording? Have you? I'm sure you've probably been to a bunch of different recording studios. But do you ever find like one you're like, yo, this is where we want to go for our next album? I feel like um, we every every record is a different uh, yeah is a different spot. There's a different producer. There's a different well, studio. There's different okay. things they add. Okay. Well, we um we used in the beginning we worked with. Uh, Jason Rutch out of Zero by One, and, and again, give him a plug too. He, like, like a nice uh, guy. Yeah. Like, can't say yeah, enough he's, nice he's awesome. things about we him. Love working with so him. supportive. Like, but from then, the beginning. But then our bassist, uh, Jim Jenka, our ex bassist, mm-hmm. um, he went to uh, school for engineering. Yeah. So we recorded uh, two, an EP and a full length with him. Mm-hmm. So um, we didn't have to go to a you know a studio. Right. Oh well, there our, you go. Yeah. Our latest EP, we recorded ourselves. Okay, that's the one that I gave you. The yeah, one, the that's one. That's what I was gonna say. The one you gave me. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah that Thank was you, all, by the way, man. Yeah, we Sick. were. That was all in house. We we yeah. did that ourselves. Our Jeez. lead guitarist recorded that, but um, this full length uh, for 2019, we recorded that in house, um, but we're having the uh, Marco Cerruti from Brazil. He's the um, operations operations manager for black iron records he's going to be mixing it so he's in the process of doing that now oh, and that's going to be due out in 2019 so. are you like disc make, disc makering the like uh packaging and all so that or when you guys doing that all yourself yeah when you have a label usually they take 
some they, they, they usually take you. some charge. It depends on on what kind of deal you have with a label. Yeah, um, yeah. For for this release, this full length, I'm pretty sure Oliver has plans as far as where he wants to get his stuff pressed. It's going to be through a uh, monotype pressing. He actually works for them. Oh, okay. Well, there so you go. They're going to uh, press everything. In the past, we have we have done disc makers. I think for our first two EPs we did disc makers and then I know for this release that we our self release we went through disc makers just because it's literally yeah. right down the street it's not far oh it's not far from you guys yeah, no 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 I, I think it's like 15 yeah. minutes down the road from my house oh okay so That's I literally good. I put the order in and then when I have to go pick it up I'll physically they don't do it. bad work man we got our shit done there you know from there before and they don't do really that bad, wor- that it's, bad work it's super easy and if you have a graphic designer who knows what like how to do like album layout yeah it's cakewalk Oh, there you go. Yeah, this 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 album, uh, we're we're looking to pull out all the stops. <laughs> yeah, I got because, uh, I got my hands full. They can do yeah. like um actual like booklets, and this album is based off of like it's it's entitled Nomenclature, and that is basically based off of like an old school like medical book. Okay. So we want it to look like an old school medical medical book. It's gonna have like a pamphlet inside and open up and look like a book. So okay. that's what our plans are. Maybe we'll have like you know one um, limited edition and then one like standard uh, digi pack. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we're probably gonna be looking into vinyl as well because we found out that they uh, the label does like vinyl. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Right. yeah. Well, that's that's a big thing too. You know what I mean? With, yeah. With vinyl and stuff like that. But nowadays, man, it's so much different. Back in the day, when you got a brand new CD. You know, you looked at the packet and you looked at the songs and the lyrics were on there and they put a lot of time into that. But now mm-hmm. it's like nobody really does CDs anymore and everything's digital. Yep. But yeah. That's true. But there, but I, I will say there is still people that want to see that. You right. Know what yeah. I mean? Right. Like, There's absolutely people who still appreciate like physical, physical medium. thing. Like, yeah. I don't want to have to go on my phone. I could just, just give me the CD and I'll put it in the CD player. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I, I yeah. totally get that. You know, that's I mean? where it comes into where, you know. You have like a uh, download card or something like that, or a, a code. When you buy an album, you, you get the physical and a download mm-hmm. code. That, right. yeah, that which would I make which sense. I think is good. No, that makes sense. Because yeah. then yeah, yeah, yeah. you know you can leave your CD, CD collection at home, and then you can carry everything else with you on your phone. So exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what are you doing over there, Paul? Oh, I'm chilling. You're chilling, man. <laughs> yeah. well, I gotta get I, you talking, bro, man. This is. I just do the drums. I just. I'm right there with Paul's you. Paul's pretty dude. quiet. Paul's pretty Yo, quiet. I'm yeah. right there with you. I'm a drummer too, man. How long have you been playing drums? Twenty nine years. Twenty nine years. Are you twenty nine? Thirty. Uh, <laughs> 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 that's where I was going with that, dude. Yeah, that's where I was going yeah, with man. that. Listen, yeah. this is a, a guitar center regional winner over here. Like get every the fuck year. Out of here. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Multiple uh, drum off competitions. I actually went up against. Uh, Carlito Mendoza. No way, yep. dude. Are and you serious? I almost beat him. He beat me by flipping his snare upside down. <laughs> did that one technique. Listen, so got me listen on you got to go on YouTube, point. look him up because he oh, has some I, crazy for stuff. For sure. Yeah, for look up sure, Paul man. Cole. And on, uh, you're not even allowed to uh, compete in Sam Ash anymore, They told him he couldn't compete anymore. No, yeah, that's why? No more, they told it's too me. good? No more free symbols. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I honestly don't know. Yeah. I think I was. He's uh, just too good. 16? He can't play in there no more. When I did that. They won't. They won't allow they won't him to compete. Uh, compete any longer. How the fuck can they really do that though? Yeah, but Sam Ash only did that for like so long. Uh, Guitar Center really. Well, Guitar Center's up. bigger than that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm actually. I like Sam Ash. Listen, listen I you know I've probably been drumming. I, I don't know since I was. I mean, I probably started at 16 and then I took two years off. So. Probably from 18 to 36 minus maybe a couple years or whatever. Okay. But how did – you know what I mean? And I've been all, in all kinds of different bands. You know, I started off with a thrash punk band. So, like, everything we played was just like – You know, real fucking fast. And But, see, when I was playing, I never really grew up on, like, double bass that was like – 
you know, just like a fucking machine gun. Like, I, it was always, like, really fast, like, those punk-type beats, you know what I mean? Yeah. With, like, fast rolls and snares and stuff One like that. One-footers, though. Right, exactly, yeah. And then, like, over time, you learn to, like, incorporate that. But I've always had problems with that because it was just so hard to get the control down on your feet. It wasn't ever, like, once I learned how to play drums, separating your hands and your feet is the biggest thing when you mm-hmm. first start. But once you get everything, because I'm like self-taught. I don't know if you're self-taught. Yep, absolutely. Self-taught. So like my cousin, he gave me a drum set. He showed me one beat, and then I was just like, "All right, I'm I'm gonna play." And then I put in Nirvana in utero on cassette. We're taking this back, right? <laughs> oh, cassette dude, I, I have. I, yeah. I played that, and then, and that, and that's <clears throat> it, man. So you know, you learn different bands of of different things. There's been studios I went into that were just like, you know couple bands ago go in there and, and you get them in a couple takes you know what i mean you can record and then there's other bands you're like fuck man this shit's fucking hard yeah you yeah, know what yeah, i mean yeah but there's a drummer right now i don't know you guys probably know trivia i'm sure yeah, yeah. dude fucking alex bent is fucking monstrous dude have you yeah. seen any of his youtube shit yeah i i'm not a big fan of him my what? one of my biggest fans is like thomas lang okay uh he's just crazy um you got matt garstica from animals leaders mm-hmm. uh Joey Baca from uh, the Contortionists. Okay. You got, um, I mean, I, the list can just go go on and on. How come you don't like really, him? You just you think he's like generic? No, nah, it's not that. It's just, I guess I just didn't go that that avenue. Um, when I was younger, really, I would listen to like Rush, Toto, mm-hmm. and all that. Like, because my dad actually played drums. He actually taught me. But then when I got better, I hate to say this, but if I, when I got a little bit better than him, he kind of just <laughs> yeah. stopped playing. And he just went somewhere. <laughs> he, he just said, he, I can't play. Like, okay. <laughs> you know how many times he's like, I should be a millionaire. I should be a millionaire by now. Yeah. What are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah. So I'm like, Dad, I'm trying. I swear. Yeah. Yeah. You, <laughs> but you it's, practice. It's a lot something. harder than it is. And uh, to this day, um, I always do single strokes every day. At least every day. Just always do single strokes. That's the most important thing. So Dude, I'm, foundation. I'm, fu- I'm gonna, really is. This is kind of embarrassing to say, but I don't give a fuck. I'm fucking bad. I had one lesson, and they tried to fucking teach me some shit, and I was like, I'm not doing that. I don't feel like doing that. Now, now, if I have to become tight in a band, of course I will, but I like to just go out there, play fucking drums, and most of the time I'm going to be pretty tight with the band, and it's going to sound good. Mm -hmm. But, like, if I turn it into something kind of that's a job, it's going to annoy me. So I I like to go out there and have fun, and if you – like – I was in one band, you know, you're in the band or whatever, and you have, you like fuck up, and we'd have like a group meeting afterwards, like, you fucked up, and you, fu- I don't care. So what? Okay, dude, we're fucking, all right, you know what I mean? We're not like, you we're know, not that's, machines, that's, we're humans. Yeah, we're fucking human. Yeah. Like, you know, and I'll tell you what, when you drop a stick, it fucking sucks, dude. I hate it. it I does. can't practice, I can't practice, throw a stick, <laughs> and grab one and be like, oh, I'm good. Dude, the feeling of dropping a stick fucking sucks. It does. And I can't find a place to put my holder. I've tried every little fucking spot, right? I'm like, oh, it's right there. I drop a stick. I'm like, where's it at? Where's it? It's right in front of my face. I'm like, where's it at? Where's it at? I don't know where it is. You know what I mean? And then yeah, you're trying yeah. to like, but there's guys out there that fucking play, like, will drop a stick and you you blink and they got another stick in their hand. Yeah. You know? it, it, it's it just, crazy. I guess you just get used to the feeling. Me personally, I usually like hide a stick right underneath my leg. So, oh, okay, that's a good and, idea. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, many drummers, I think, believe do that still. Um, but I mean, the holder, I could see how convenient it could be. But like I said, I just put it underneath my leg. Plus, you got I, so many drums. That's real estate you're taking up. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah but there was there was times where like even live shows, I would drop a stick, but I would just somehow keep playing. 
I would just like or, at least or, like hit the bass drum, keep the tempo going, keep the you know. Or, or what? what? Or when he drops a stick on purpose because a hard part comes up. <laughs> Wait, what is going on here? Nah. Wait, what? You don't remember that? No, no. What oh happened? my god, we were on tour. On. We were on tour and uh, we were playing Arsenic Ways. Is one of our newer songs. Yeah, and it's completely ridiculous. Joe wrote this song. Well, a lot of it, and it's nuts. And there's this one part where Paul has to blast beat through, and typically live, he, you know, he does like a one footer. Uh, I, I don't know how to describe the beat, but he, he, he. Plays a different beat than he does recorded, and um, he he oh, like, yeah, yeah. he I decided he, he wanted yeah. to muscle through it. He, he's like, I got this. I'm gonna muscle through he it. Got real uh, cocky. Yeah, right. And then it was too much for him. <laughs> he like dropped this thing. It was just like, <laughs> I mean, you couldn't tell that he messed up, but he, we know that he dropped this thing because well, yeah. when yeah. we pra- when you practice with someone or you have chemistry with oh, someone sure. for so long, you yeah. know parts that they they aren't. You know yeah. that great one, right. and you know it's not a shot. We're all human. We're not world class musicians. If that was the case, you know we may not yeah. even be in a band together. They still even period. fuck up though. But at the same time, yeah. you know you, you you know each other, and uh, you know I want to start getting into the stories. Yeah, yeah. Well, so I definitely <laughs> wanted to get into the stories because I have some stories, but I want to hear what you guys have because you've played. Have you played in any other country? No, we've had the opportunity arise, but we just couldn't afford it. We. So how far are we going to take back? But hopefully in the future, you can get in some other countries, all right? Yes. Oh, we don't have it. We're looking into it. But let's go back. Like, how far do we want to take back where some crazy shit happened? Because I, I want to I hear. I want to I start with Austin, Massachusetts. Austin, Massachusetts. What happened in Austin? Okay. <laughs> so let, let's start. Oh, shit. All right. Okay. All right. All right. So let's start at the beginning of this. So um, we bought a old school bus. And we yeah. spray painted it all black. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And it right, became right. like our that was the murder machine. You know what I mean? That was that That's was our awesome, that was our, our mystery That's machine. Awesome that was name. our murder machine. Like yeah, we just yes. for sure. So, so this was our first school bus that we bought. We have we bought two of them. Um so I worked a twelve hour shift. Uh we decided to leave and go to our first show. So um we drove throughout the whole night. It was um, out of a four day run, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a four day run. And uh we we were on tour by ourselves. We didn't have like another band or anything this time, so we uh, we drove up. Um, I was completely exhausted. We arrived into Salem, Massachusetts, because we had a show in Alston. Are, that- are you talking about when we pulled into the gas station or before that? Oh, let's bring up. The- All right. So we're we're on our way to Massachusetts, and we decide that on our way up there, we definitely want to stop in Salem. Like you know, like just like to do something like as a right, band right. like yeah, we're, yeah. we're driving up we drove through the night so i think we left on like a thursday night, night? around midnight yes. Mm-hmm. yes drove through the night to get up it's like an eight hour drive right to sure. get up to massachusetts right 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 so as we're driving it must have been like six o'clock in the morning we stopped to get gas and we hear this like grinding sound as we're pulling up to the gas station <laughs> so we all we oh, all, all all, oh, God. all six of us right because it was yeah. it was the five of us and then we, we had a, a merch guy with us we all get out of the bus and we look and hear the muffler is hanging off the back of the bus, oh just like God, hanging by a dude. thread. Oh so we're like, uh, like, do we take it into a shop? We literally just like took the muffler, ripped it off, and just, like <laughs> left it at the gas station behind a dumpster. And we're like, let's fucking keep going. So oh, we, we no. drove, we drove the rest of those five days you on made that it? tour. 
Yeah. yeah. Well, it was just a muffler. Yeah. And Listen, like, it, it was okay. technically, right. it, it, yeah. wouldn't, it wouldn't have passed emissions, but we, yeah. it was drivable. Hey, that's it. what you call a cat back, uh, isn't it called a cat back? When you just yeah, have like the, <laughs> the, the exhaust. Converter? Yeah. Or yeah. something yeah. like that? Yeah, it's yeah. called yeah. a cat back when you have like your exhaust right under your vehicle mm-hmm. and instead of like going all the way through the piping. What yeah. happened to the bus? Um, Eve- Eventually we wound up selling yeah. it to another band. Uh, we wound up selling it. but How much did you get the bus for? Ooh. Was it twenty five hundred? Less than that. Less. It was a. It was a steal. I think it might have been like around like fourteen hundred. Okay. Really? Something. Like yeah. That. Oh man. Yeah. And you had it for how long? Mm, two years, I'd say, give or take. Yeah, we had yeah, it about two, cool, three though. years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's it was cool. nice. It, it was a short bus. I've seen that before. And Back in the day, a band yeah. they had like a short bus and they pack everybody in there. So it had yeah, it yeah. had eight seats, eight rows in it, right, and yeah, the yeah. the back four were taken out, and it was a platform. So we could literally stack all of our gear on the platform, put our guitars underneath, and there were still four seats up front for okay. the, for us to yeah, plus we, a driver. Kit, we kit actually seats. slept in the back platform. Like uh, when we arrived to uh, Massachusetts, we were exhausted, so we like slept in the back. Like we well, unloaded. We we got to the venue <laughs> like three awesome. three hours early. We unloaded our gear and then slept in the back of the bus. And it was it was during the summertime, so it hell. was hot. So we oh, were like I shirtless. And people were walking by, looking in, like, "What the hell are like, they doing?" There was like yeah. five, six dudes. I heard those stories. Six dudes laying on the back yeah. of the bus in their underwear. Yeah. <laughs> and like these people are looking. Everybody's at the bus, all like, just fucking hot and sweaty, and it's fucking yeah. That that night, um, we played our set and we were almost done. And I like kind of like looked over at Alec and I was like, "Come on, let's go." That's not what I heard. That's not what I heard. He thought that I said you're fucking up, and he was so pissed off. <laughs> I got time when we were done. I started, the set, I started no pounding way. on my. Sh- I was like, "Fucking Jay, like I'm not fucking up. You're fucking up." Like, I was, <laughs> I was went, fucking furious. Awesome. So the show, that's the show, awesome. the show ends, and people are coming up like, "Oh, congrats!" Shaking my hand, I'm like, "Don't fucking touch me!" Like I'm fucking. <laughs> yeah, I was right? fucking miserable. I, I was oh, like, what, "What did I do?" <laughs> I went to shake his hand. He like stormed off. Everything. He was yeah. so pissed. Dude, that's what happened <laughs> to me earlier when I was recording. I'm playing. And, like, I keep messing up on the one part. And every time I hear every five seconds them, you know, open up and go, yo, buddy, you got this. I don't got this. I <laughs> suck. I'm fucking terrible. I'm taking way too long to record this. This is just – get away from me. I'm not good. And then, like, you're just so, like, pissed off. You don't want to fucking talk anymore. Until it's done. Like, are you happy? Yeah, I'm happy, but I want to wait until it's, until it's done. Yeah. And then when I hear it, and then that's good. So I understand what you're saying. Well, that was just, he, it was just a complete miscommunication. I yeah. literally thought he said, you're fucking up. And but then just, it just messed up your whole me, mood. threw me into a rage. Yeah, I was so right. mad. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. And then remember we had to drive straight through the night back to get, oh. to get to our next spot. Oh, my God. We've done a lot of, like, night driving. Sure, sure. Just, like, yeah. you know, to try and, like, you know, catch up on time. And, right. You know, yeah. it's a lot of monsters. Now, <laughs> yeah. how do the fans, re- like... If you, I guess, if you take it back, you know, and I guess in the early stages, um, you know, what was the scene like back then to what it is now, and how do the fans react to when you guys like get on there? And do you do any like um, choreography or anything? You guys like go in there and you like, you know, doing some headbanging, or is it just kind of you guys walk around and play and do your own thing? Uh, well, let's put it like this: um, when the band first started, uh, I was just a vocalist. I didn't play bass, right? So um, I didn't have anything to do on stage. So I was. You know, I had to find ways to be entertaining. And, you know, I would, you know, jump off stage a lot of times, get, you know, get people to mosh and stuff like that. That's cool. I would, like, you know, fall backwards and people would catch me and carry me and, like, you know, in the crowd and everything like that. So um, our music was was still epic, but it wasn't as involved and it wasn't, you know, as technical. No, it wasn't as technical. It wasn't as mature. So um, we were known as, like, a band that was exciting to see. So, you know, um, now 
bringing it back, we're we're more involved with just our music. I mean, we're still heavy. We're still you know fast oh, yeah. paced and, and stuff like that. And you have oh, yeah. and if you're playing live, people come out to see a show. You have to be animated. Like yeah, that's you absolutely do. You a do. thing. It's not and like we don't choreograph, but we know what parts to really get into. Again, we've been playing together for so long. There's a there's like an unspoken chemistry where you know a certain part's coming up, and you see out of the corner of your eye. The other guy's getting ready to headbang, so you kind of like you know, like all right, everyone's gonna headbang, like uh, okay. you know. All right, so you kind of kind of know where you guys are at. Yeah, yeah. Any guitar flips, man? Like, <laughs> my guitar's no. too nice to be flipping around. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you gotta have like a wireless and like make sure that strap is on there, man. Listen, we don't have any sponsors with guitar companies. I mean, <laughs> we have sponsorships with guitar pickup companies, but not the actual guitars. Right. Um, let's talk about Ohio. Our first Ohio trip? Yeah, Ohio. Okay. That was a lot of fun. We didn't have the bus at that point. No, what year are we, we talking about? This must have been 2010. I was going to say 2009, 9 or 10, something. 2009, yeah. 10. All right, cool. Yeah. Really? Maybe? Yeah. No. Yeah. Maybe it's closer to 11. Okay. Well, yeah, we've been to Ohio like two or three times. But, um, you know, this trip, we were invited to play this uh, festival. It was entitled uh, Booth Fest, I think. Oh yeah. And no uh, no 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 the first one that was one. that was the um the benefit show. Okay. But yeah, it was still a it festival was, though. It was yeah. at this really cool amphitheater. amphitheater. Mm. So we we like first yeah. of all our GPS like stops like halfway there. We're like, "All right, destination's here. You're going to have to fucking walk or some shit like that." So we had <laughs> right. to, we had to drive <laughs> yeah, our right? cars through this like weird like winding forest. like forest. And we pull up to this giant amphitheater field. It was awesome. It's like, you know, all the cars are parked up top of the hill. And then it's just like big gully that goes down, and there's a like a good massive stage, stage. Yeah, like good, yeah, like a proper stage one. with like lighting trusses and stuff like that, and like drum riser. Like it was like a legit. Yeah, they had operation. a green room under the stage. That's just that that will just give you like perspective of how big this was. Oh yeah, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like you couldn't like if you were to jump from the stage, which I did do. Like you're <laughs> jumping like. 12 feet. 7 or 12 feet. Really? Mm-hmm. Yes. It was, it was surprisingly <laughs> it was high. Higher. Surprisingly high. Yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. But um, that was our first trip to Ohio. It was, you know, basically backwood, backwoods, Ohio. And uh, we found some of our most loyal fans in that area. Wow. We, we, really? have, we have people well, think, that... Think about it. Like, what, like, when you think of Ohio, what do you think of? There's not really much out there. You know what I mean? So people, yeah. when, when shows come around... What's out in Ohio? <laughs> when shows come around, people go out to shows. Oh, yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. We have a dude that like was a tattoo artist. He tattooed our symbol on his shin, a huge tattoo. No yeah. way. There's a couple um, people out there with we have people tattoos. That, like, that's awesome. We have people that are still in touch with us now to this day. Like you know, they're always looking forward from to that, that show. That, yeah. yeah, that are still right. right. Guys so, coming out again. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that was awesome time. But the funny thing is, is that it was also a camp camp out spot. So. You know, people were camped out all night long. Bringing so we tents would, and bonfires. So after like, while the while the yeah, festival's like going blast, on, man. after we played, like you know, people were giving us beers, all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Um, they uh, these uh, Joe and Alec, they uh, stayed up all night and wind up crashing on stage. They slept on stage with this huge mastiff. I don't know where this the dog o- came from. The dog came from out of what? the woods. And it what? was, it, we're talking like, a, it, we were like, we were drunk. We thought we found a lion. How did you sleep on the stage though? Wait, it was after you were done playing or after everybody was done after playing? The, after after the festival was You just over. went up there and you like, well, we, we literally took, I, I don't know how we ended up there, but it was me and Joe with a comforter sleeping on top of the drum riser, like a, the flat platform. And right. we, 
we wake up and we look and there's this mastiff laying in between us underneath the covers. We're like, what the fuck? It, yeah. it came out that it was the uh, the owners of the grounds dog. Yeah, the, so. the, the dog just walks the grounds and the dog slept with us on, on, on the stage. <laughs> oh, man. That's awesome. What happened when you woke up? Where was the dog? He was sleeping in between yeah. us. He's still there. Oh, he yeah. wanted to come with us. He tried to get in our car when we were <laughs> leaving. Whose dog was it? It was the, the owner who, of like, the, there was somebody that owned like a property. lot of farmland and the property yeah. and that was his dog. Right, right. So. Yeah, he but just, there's there's oh videos of people That's partying weird. and this dog is it, it looked like a lion. It was like massive. <laughs> yeah, it was massive. Crazy. Just yeah. like chilling and walking around after hours. It was really funny. Yeah. yeah. Now you guys still you drink now when you play or no? You kind of calm down. You know, I got to be honest. I back in the day, yeah, we used to That's party I mean. hard. But I yeah. think we used, I think we're all yeah. older now, and um, yeah. it's important to me to stay. Um, as lucid as possible while playing. Like I'll have a beer to unwind, but usually like prior. He's like shaking his head. Well, well, well there's, mean, there's 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 some stories in that too. We have a lot too. of stories. It's, like we really do. Like there's been times. W- all right, let's go to Atlantic City. Oh. oh. Whoa! Well, right. Wait! 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 I played there. Where did you play? Le, was it Legrand? Legrand. Le I yeah. knew you were gonna say that because I ran yeah. a show there and I've played there before. Okay. Multiple really? times, yeah. It's like you walk in. It's like this old bar. You got to walk upstairs, yep. right? There's like a little area there, and it's like, you know, it, the so, fucking stairs oh suck man. there. Wow. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Well, this will be an entertaining story for you. Yeah. All right, good. Good. I'm ready. So I'm I don't ready. remember what year this was, but we definitely had the bus at this time. We definitely yes, had the bus. Yes, we had the bus. Yeah. We, had, we, had, we decided we were going to get a hotel room not too far from the venue, like – in Atlantic City, that's cool. We were gonna play oh, and then yeah. just crash in the hotel room, like it's no like big four deal. Four blocks down or something like that. Yeah. Driving wise, yeah, you yeah. would know. Played the show. <laughs> we'll know, yeah. Because <laughs> played the show went pretty well. Um, we a lot of people or there was a good amount of people. It was a good amount of that's people. Yeah. Was it like a big show or was it just like you guys? It was a local show. A local show, yeah. Bunch of locals. Uh, was it? Uh, did Donnie? Did Donnie run it? It wasn't no, Donnie. It was Lauren. Lauren okay. something. Okay. Fearless. Lauren Fearless or something oh, like okay. that. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so we got done playing and everything was fine. Bands were going. People were getting really trashed. And I think somebody somebody was drunk and um, knocked, into, knocked into you and me uh-huh. and spilled, spilled our, beer all our beers us. on us. Oh, man. So we're not really confrontational dudes. Like, we don't, like, go looking for trouble. But, like, you know, we walked up to the dude and was like, hey, like, you know. You fucking just wasted both of our beers, like you, like full beers, knocked them on us, like yeah. So confrontations find us. We aren't confrontational, right? So, so this guy, <laughs> this, this yeah. guy, this guy who's stumbling around knocking people's drinks out of their hand. His buddies come up and they're like, "Hey, we apologize. Like, obviously our friend's drunk. Right, like, yeah. we shook hands, squashed it. Like, they got us beers. We were squared. It was done. We're loading our stuff out of the venue, and." these guys come up to us and they're like, all right, yo motherfucker, what's up? Like, let's go. And we're like, wait, what do you mean? What do you mean? Exactly. Okay, That's exactly. So, it came at, wait, it came out of nowhere. Right. That's yes. A, yeah. Yes. Yep. And then they came at to you and when, like te- how much later? Maybe technically, like, technically what happened was, um, they were loading and I was, they found me by myself. So they were like, what's up now? I run over and I grab Joe and I grab Alec. So, like they're they're well, I, I grabbed them too because you know I didn't want to like have a confrontation and it's three people versus one. Right. So right. I called them over. This and this must have been like twenty minutes after yeah, like after they, this whole beer incident. We thing. walked up. <laughs> it was squash as far as we were concerned. Of we, course, yeah. We walked up to him and out of nowhere, one person 
punches Alec in the face. Right Shut in the, the face. Fuck up. Yeah. Before I, I, we, I walked up. I'm like, yo, dude, like, there's no problem here. Bam. Square in the nose. No just like way. full it took us me all right in the face. Off guard. Oh, man. And yeah. these were like, they were older than us and a lot bigger, too. Yeah. I was surprised of the outcome, but somehow we handled our business and, uh, you know, they were dismantled and they scoured and once again, away. It was squashed. How did you handle was, your business? There was scuffling, I mean, people on the floor throwing so what, punches. Did you and see stuff. him get punched in the face? Oh, yes, yeah. I saw him get did punched in the face. Did you run over and, like, no, no. Well, I started. We, we. It was like classic, like nineteen nineties, like we're gonna fight movie style, like yeah, right. So, so it was like a one, big brawl in one person, one yeah. person on this person, one person on that person, one person oh, on that person. Fun, funny side note. So <laughs> I'm like grappling with this dude. I wound up putting this guy. I'm not a, like a like a fighter, right? Yeah. yeah. I put this dude in, in like a, in like a full Nelson lock and put him on the ground. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Our guitarist Joe is now punching me in the back of the head. <laughs> what the fuck, on dude? Top because of he me. took yeah. care of his guy already. Yeah, right. So he's right. punching me, and I'm like, dude, you need to fucking realize who you're hitting. So wait, were you guys drunk? No, no, nah, maybe. Joe we was we really weren't because okay, I Joe, remember Joe was, Joe was Joe but was, I remember yeah. everything. But they were yes, yes. So mm-hmm. it had to make it a little easier. Yes, yeah, okay, right? for sure, I, for sure. Which, yeah. for sure. No, I'm saying with anybody, of course. You yeah. know, if you're fucking drunk, I mean, this guy's <laughs> probably like swinging, like. Mm-hmm. You know, he might have got the punch off in the face, but you guys had to, like, yeah. you know I mean? Just get control. Yeah. You know what I Had mean? more so, wits about us, I guess. Yeah, but say. then again, you get that drunk anger, dude. So, I mean, yeah. you know how that is. So, so that's again, not the it, end of the story. It's squashed. Okay. We got scuffled. It. It's done. We go back into sure. the venue. These dudes sc- walk somewhere off property. Fine. No big deal. Right. We're playing, and as you know, there's, like, windows, like, in the upstairs of the venue or whatever. Mm-hmm. So we look out, and we see now there's a group of people standing around our bus. Mm-hmm. So... At this point, it's kind of like something's not going on. Like we're not we're not cool with what's going on. Let's just get our shit and let's get the fuck out of here. Like we don't want any more fucking problems tonight. Yeah. We were we were like let's pack our shit. Yeah, and sure. fucking leave. We go to leave and then you should take over. Cause okay, we go to leave and this guy walks up with a knife and he's swaying it like this what? <laughs> towards us. Oh my and God. we're like, what in the world is going on? So um, we uh we run we run back because this guy is like trying to stab us. <laughs> and uh, we, 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 like, tell them to call the authorities so the police are coming over. And um, I don't know what happened. At, but at this time, we were separated because Paul and, and Joe, Joe were at the hotel. Okay, they, they went, were at they the hotel. Back to the hotel. We okay. called them and told them. We were like, yo, shit's going head down. Over. We're, we're, trying, out of we're here. trying to get the fuck out of here. Right, yeah. right, right. So, so, so go ahead, Paul. What, what uh, all right, well, during that part, so Joe, he, he's just radically, like, just like, yo, we got to go. We got to go right now. We're leaving right now. I'm like, all right, let's go. And for some reason, instead of... Uh, Instead of me and Joe, <laughs> I'm already laughing. Instead of running down the street, we decided to hop the fences and cut like halfway. We were just sitting there. So like a Ferris Bueller kind of run. They're jumping right. over yeah, fences. We're just sitting there yeah. like oh jumping over God. fences and stuff. Right. That's they, crazy. These guys arrive and the police are already there. As soon as we get there, the cop tackles Joe. Because yeah. he, he, he he's all hyped up and he's like ready to go. Yeah. He's like, what's going on? Like, who, who wants some of this? And then the cops Grab tackle him. him. They wind yeah. up breaking his thumb and shoving his face in the dirt. Yeah. yeah. No way. And and we're screaming, Joe, just don't resist. Just, and he's screaming, I'm not resisting. I'm not <laughs> resisting. <laughs> they yeah. wind up arresting Joe, Joe. who yeah. wasn't even there. He, he wasn't even there. Yeah, we just what did they we were trying to show up That's for that. Well, you because, know why? Because, because this is Atlantic City, and right. we did not realize at the time that we were dealing with the AC skins. Yes. Oh. All right. And these are local cops versus... A bunch of dudes from Philly 
who have yeah. no who have no business being in Atlantic City other than to right. play a show yeah. and leave. Okay. So it comes okay. down to, you know, and the other local thing, politics. The like, other, you know, the other yeah. thing no, was yeah, absolutely. The other thing was Joe came in very hype. Yeah, he did. And very like confrontational because he heard what was happening, sure, and sure. the police showed up. And right, right. you know, if you're aggressive at a scene where everyone else is not, they're yeah. going to look at you as the, know, aggressor, the culprit yeah. or the aggressor. Right. So, yeah. The dude yeah. with the knife didn't he chase our ex bassist Jim around the bus or something like that? Yeah, he you chased us around, and yeah, he, yeah. I was there too. He chased us around. So, so all right, cut to the cops put Joe in the cop <laughs> car and take him down to the precinct. Right. And we're over here. The promoter is outside crying. Like, this never happens at my shows. Please don't leave. We're like, goodbye. Like, pay us. Goodbye. We're leaving. We're going back to the hotel. Sure. So get our shit. Everyone's packed up in the bus. We start driving. We get maybe two blocks. Didn't they slash our tires on our bus? Oh, my yep. God. So we, These dudes. Yeah. Yes. With the knife. Yeah. Uh, with the, slashed, oh my slashed God. our tires. So now we get to the police precinct. And we have to wait a half hour for Joe to be like you know booked and all that shit, and then we can pay bail and and get him out. Get him out. Oh, oh my yeah. goodness! So this is just a mess. Wow, it, it gets, this is a it gets mess. better. So so after this, <laughs> now now our bus is stuck because our tire is flat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, sure. On a on a bus, right? Like you're not you're not just gonna like get a tire and change it, like it's right. Like, so now we have to walk from the precinct from the police station back to the hotel, which is. Eight blocks. Eight blocks. Yeah. Looking over our shoulder because now the AC skins are looking for us. Dude, mm-hmm. you'd had to be freaked. Oh, to let me out. say we let were me, freaking out. Let me, yeah. let me let me say this. And someone informed us that the AC skins would be at our next show, what? no matter where we were. Yeah. Oh yeah. And that, how long that ago was, was this again? Oh, this was years and years and years oh, and years it, ago. This is still like 2010 days. Right? Yeah, it yeah. never happened, but we were told that they were going to show up at our next show and get right. Us. Yeah, <laughs> never did though. Oh, so man. yeah, so this whole ordeal, like we had to get the bus towed with all of our gear in it. So we walked, we walked like eight blocks back to the hotel. What time is it at this point? <laughs> at like two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah. Then on top of it, we wind up going to the hotel, <laughs> sleeping, and then we had to leave the hotel because we were gonna get a ride, and we sat on the boardwalk, just like distressed. It was the saddest scene you've ever seen. Just like like seven people, just like d- mentally just broken just sitting on the boardwalk in Atlantic City that like um, there's at, a like, picture at, like, out there like 5 o'clock in the morning with all the bums and everything we're just kind of like we just need to fucking get the fuck out of the city <laughs> yeah right there's a picture out there and it describes exactly what happened oh yeah someone took a picture of <laughs> yeah. us sitting on the boardwalk just like where's the picture it's somewhere on our on Facebook, Facebook somewhere. it's somewhere out there oh man but yeah that. so yeah. we have we have not uh, we have not played Atlantic City since, since. and it's yeah. been it's been <laughs> and like we'll never play there again it's Listen, probably been a good like what six years if it's not at something like the like Borgata that? or something like that, or Hard Rock, man, Hard Rock. Yeah, exactly. Been, yeah, don't expect cool. to see us there. Sorry, <laughs> right? No, you Atlantic know what City. I wish was there, still there. Uh, what was that? House of Blues, man. They had a oh, that place was kicking, there, dude. dude. That place was awesome. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. But so that's that's our big um, neo-Nazi story, <laughs> I guess. right? Oh, right this, this was before it all came out. Like <laughs> right, right, right. So t- so. Any other uh, any stories with you guys? Like, what about Jimmy's I, place? When that when uh, he oh spilled his boy. beer, and he's like, "You guys wow. owe me a beer. I'll take everything out of your house." Okay, <laughs> we'll start with that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude. Okay, so are we progressing a couple years here right now. Yeah, I'd say yes. this is maybe like three or four years Two, after 2012. that. Two thousand twelve. Uh, Two thousand twelve. Okay. Okay, so we were playing uh, out in Allentown, uh, this place called Jimmy's Place, and um, it's a dive bar. We, yeah, like, it's you know? a dive bar, with, but they. They bring actually some bigger metal acts. We've out played there. with um, Suffocation. We Suffocation with Horner, there. Mm-hmm. Some yeah. other bigger uh, metal bands. So um, 
we were playing a show and uh as i was telling you i was just a vocalist so i like to get into you know the sets and everything like that right, so yeah. i i ran out to you know start a mosh pit and um i wound up getting pushed into um some really big burly guy mm-hmm. and uh he looked like Grizzly Adams, <laughs> ate Grizzly Adams. Like he, <laughs> we, he had no neck Dude was maybe like 12 feet tall and had no neck. It was just like dome and then beard and then like barrel chest. Oh, there was so like, I actually apologized to him. On and the spot, yeah. Yeah, I did. And Even though I, somebody pushed you and him. Yeah. So um, this, this is during our set. My it, it was one of those things yeah. where you turned around and you just felt like a shadow over you. During <laughs> the set. Dude yeah. stormed the stage. Grabbed me by and my gripped him up by the neck. No, yeah, way. I'm Hell not yeah. a small guy, but this guy, he was huge. He so he, he lit- legitimately could have been like, eight. I mean, I just you don't, spilled I don't my, care. and he said, "You spilled my beer. I'm gonna tan your hide, boy." <laughs> what does exactly that even mean? What, I don't even know. But um, I knew it wasn't good for me. <laughs> <laughs> so, so my main concern was, I was embarrassed to like fuck up in front of everyone. Right. So I was still trying to like. You know, entertain. There, there and was like a perform. weird. It felt sure, like sure. it felt like five minutes. It it must have been thirty seconds. But yeah. like where we were like, do we keep playing the set? <laughs> yeah. What as, are we doing this, right now? As this man is on stage with Jay, holding Jay up by the neck, and we're just kind of like didn't know what to do. My first gut instinct was to swing my guitar behind my back and go to grab this guy's neck. Yeah. And it was like a fistful of straight beard and chest. There was no neck there. There was no neck. I can, it was so just I can burliness. I can confirm there was no neck. <laughs> so no I, neck. I think I grabbed like cinder block or yeah. something so like that. Joe, our lead guitarist, is the most feistiest person in the band. Well, he also And he's yeah. also the smallest. Sure. So, so he's got a little bit of a Napoleon he broke, thing going on. He broke... Um, a uh, drumstick yeah. and tried to stab this guy <laughs> yes. while we're playing. So <laughs> it, there is like a, a barrage of like four or five people and there's a door on the side of the stage. So we're all like fighting and pushing out the door. Oh, thank God and, for that, oh that, God. that there, security guy. There's a security guard that grabbed this guy. His name was Lurch. He was probably as big as this guy. But uh, yeah, it, it, it was bizarre. And um, we did wind up finishing the set. But yeah. uh, how'd you get him off stage? Uh, did he stab him? <laughs> well, he was like kind of stabbing Shanking him to get him, him off, yeah. like a drum drumstick shank, right? <laughs> Just getting him in there in the gut. Yeah. It, 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 it oh was, man, it was nutty. And then and he enough. got off stage, like he got him off stage or whatever. Well, the security guard did. That oh, was okay, his side. Pushed him out yeah, the yeah, side yeah. door, right, and then right. and then you know the show is like this weird part where like okay, like do we keep playing or do we address like the dude who's hanging out the side <laughs> door screaming, "I'm gonna get you guys!" And like, then you get done the set, and you're like, "Is that guy still over there?" That's exactly. we found out that he was like a local like drug dealer. And not to fuck with him. Yeah. Wow. So, but he stormed your set. And to be fair, Jay like, immediately what? offered to pay for his beer. Yeah. Immediately I did. I offered to pay for his beer. Yeah. No. At that at that point, there was no reasoning with this gentleman. Oh, yeah, it man. was maybe he just decided he wanted to come to the show and get a little drunk and start some shit. Yeah, could be basically. Yeah, you know so. what I mean? He was like, "Who these guys on stage?" You know <laughs> I'm gonna I mean? tan your hide, boy. I'm I'll never tan forget that. Your I'll never hide. forget it, man. He was just screaming <laughs> over and over again. What does that mean? And 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 you're talking doesn't, about doesn't at a metal show. It just does No, yeah, probably well, not. <laughs> I, I I no, probably oh, not. Man. Probably was, not. Oh was, man. What about uh tour number two with Consume with Hatred? Tour number two. That's when we went to the Pinch in in DC. Yeah. What a great venue! Yeah, yeah. Shout out to the Pinch. Yeah. It, it's like this weird, this weird like Mexican fusion restaurant that in the basement. In the basement. They have like an awesome like stage setup. That really? it, it's so unassuming. 
It's yeah. so unassuming. But we, when you go down there, even there like, response was crazy. And the locals there are some of the nicest people. Yeah. Really. We had a yeah. blast. We would love to go back to the pinch. We've been there twice. We would love to go back there again. Yeah. The, cool. pin, the pinch is a great spot. Nice. But the the one thing that I wanted to talk about was um, the band that we were touring with. Uh, they're bassist. They they kind of um, oh, were oh. going to kick out their bassist. Yeah. So and and he let us spend the night over at his house. Mm-hmm. So he was really like nice to us and everything like that. But we were stuck with him because his band didn't want anything to do with him. So it was like having an extra member with you. Yeah. And you're still friends with the band that you know you're touring with. But he was just like. It, it was really crazy. They just was, didn't want it. They were they, like, they, they got sick of them. They, they didn't want him anymore. I mean, it was just, it was crazy. But um, what, what wound up happening was that uh, he, he, you know, he sat in the car with us. He just went through a whole slew of stories throughout his life, you know, yeah, medications right. that he was on. He, it was almost like he was drunk. Oh. Yeah, okay. that's what I was referring to. Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> okay. So um, he wound up like consoling to us. He was crying. He, you know, he was saying how he was diabetic and when he loses his uh when he doesn't have enough blood sugar he kind of like goes off on these rants and stuff it was just nutty it's like we assumed a third member or, or like a sixth so, member so we were driving from was it virginia virginia or something back like up to yeah. pa yeah and this this guy is like my blood sugar is off <laughs> and we're we're driving in the car with him this is this guy's not a band member so we're like we don't even know him really like, like what like we kind of had an emergency like do we need to take you to a hospital well, kind of situation? well he's got a uh he's got to eat something that that will help that yeah right? we wound yeah. we wound up having to stop like pull over to some like i don't even know where the hell we were somewhere in between virginia and pa right yeah and try and figure out like can we get you something to eat like are you lactose intolerant <laughs> yeah like, this poor what kid, did he wind up eating i don't even remember i i don't have any idea but uh yeah, yeah. It was, i just remember it was like a big deal I mean, when 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 you've been in a band for ten years, there's so many different memories and stuff like oh, that. Oh, I bet yeah. it was just like something that I bookmarked in my memory. <laughs> was he? Was the guy okay? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he he, he was. He woke he up was, the next day. That, I he mean, was very. I mean, that's good. The thing right? the thing I mean, is, is that he was that. he was super lethargic. He was like you know really like spacing out and you know he was under a lot of stress because his like, he's he's on tour with a band that plans to kick him out. And, you know, he has to right. embrace the other band, and we kind of have to take care of him exactly, in a way. Yeah. So it was, like, it was pretty funny. I remember the, um, that show at the Sterling Hotel when we were moshing. And then oh, that, man, there's another. <laughs> and then uh, this guy was, like, messing around with Jay, and he was, like, on top of him, and it looked like he was swinging at him. So I grabbed him by the stomach, and I suplexed him. Did you really? <laughs> I ended Holy up, shit. And I, and I ended up getting kicked out. Of the, of the <laughs> ball. You, like, suplexed him? Yeah, well... I saw it, yeah. He's it, like, it, it, no, it really it's, happened. It's exactly, I saw it. It's no, exactly I, I, what yeah, you think it is. He, he legitimately right. grabbed yeah, yeah, his... Listen, yeah. this was his first show with us, yeah. actually. Was it really? It was, yep, was it was his first very show? first show with us. It was, because I... Once you once that so happened, was that, I was... Like 2010? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2010, because that's when Pray for Damnation was recorded. Okay. Um, But uh, after that happened, I was like, this guy's a keeper. <laughs> yeah, right. I was like, this guy's a keeper. He had. My he back. definitely showed that uh, he can hack it by suplexing dudes, man. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, it, it just sounds like it sounds like we get into brawlers, a lot. We get into a lot of fights. We're really not we like really that. Don't. When you've been a band for ten years, like shit happens. On There's the road. gonna be stuff that happens. It's crazy. And here's the thing: you've been a band for ten years. Have you guys ever been like, you know what? Like to one another, like you're getting my fucking nerves. Like, oh yeah, like you know what I mean. Like, or, yeah. oh, <laughs> oh yeah, you know, man. it has I, to I, be I like that. Say I mean, that you one gotta day. have the Josh. good. Ca- 
That's all I gotta say is Josh. That's all I gotta <laughs> you say. You gotta have the good chemistry and everything, but at the same time, I mean, you've been a band together for that long. I think at one point, each one of us has had an intervention <laughs> from, really? from the other members. I think, I think, do my intervention. Your intervention. Jay got involved with a cult, which was oh, like no. super weird. Just really? like, yeah, like it took me to a dark place. Oh, no. <laughs> so it had to be one of those things where we're like, where do you even find a cult? Yeah, I mean, uh, it was somebody that came well, out to yeah, like one of our think, shows. Think about this: uh, okay. we play black metal. <clears throat> yeah, okay. You know, there's right. That's not too out of the ordinary, I guess, for that scene. What did he do? Yeah. Just but, come up to, hey, hey, this. Well, is it was cult? it was someone that kind of. <laughs> like, if only it were that really easy, you know I what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> if only it were that easy, like, hey, I got, I have a cult. Listen, I got a cult over here. You interested? Because I got you right here. Okay, so discount pretty McDonald's. much. Um, <laughs> it, it was someone yeah. that I kind of hit it off with, and I don't mean in that way, but. Yeah, you know, yeah like, you found I, a buddy. Yeah, it was a buddy, and um, we were talking over Facebook and stuff like that, and he, he asked me if I was ever into astral projection. And I said no, but I said, you know, I've seen, you know, movies and stuff like that, or, you know, I read up on it. So he gave me a few things to look into, and they were like a set of candles that's – and it was like a whole bunch of candles that represented different colors for different emotions. And I, um, I actually – went to a different place I kind of fell asleep and I was in a trance and I could see myself and I kind of like walked around and it was really it's like a form of transcendental meditation weird it was really weird Mm -hmm. and um once I opened my eyes to that and some of the things that you know he talked to me about I you know I I used to work night shift I'm I'm a medic um and over in Pennsylvania and Mm -hmm. I was working night shift and uh um, I would see like just a lot of crazy like uh, shapes and forms and like shadows and stuff like that. And this is gonna sound like I'm crazy. I'm, I'm completely normal, but it opened my eyes to different things. And and like it was something to where I really decided that I needed to get away from this guy right. because like I didn't. I don't know if it was paranormal stuff or what. I, I can't say what I was saying, and I don't really want to like give credit to anything, mm-hmm. you know, because I I didn't really know what it was, but. This, I mean, it took me to a dark place, and um, like, what do you mean by that? Well, what he was trying to get me to do was, it, it's it's it was a form of like anti-cosmic like Satanism where you really want like certain like demons and stuff like that to destroy oh, man, mankind, and it, it wasn't something I could accept. Wow. And but I was kind of like stuck in this lull. That's some though. gnarly shit, dude. It, it was it was crazy. It's, it's yeah. the stuff that like movies are made out of. But uh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it really like took a toll on me and I like didn't want to be around people that weren't into it in a way. Mm-hmm. And it kind of I kind of secluded myself even from my band like I wasn't coming to practice and I'm kind of like one of the most dedicated people and it, mm-hmm. once they started to notice that they were like, "Listen, this isn't working." And uh, they sat me down and had an intervention and told me that they were worried about me. And, yeah. you know, I really kind of like saw that, like, you know, they cared. And this guy, you know, really was just going after what he was going after. And, it, and you know, I'm just glad that, you know, I was out of it. You know, I yeah, was brought right. out of it yeah. because it, it really took me to a dark place. Once like you I, join, you can't leave except through a box. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's how that's how it was, and it sounds silly. It sounds silly, but they experienced it. Yeah, I witnessed. I witnessed it. Yeah, they, yeah. they experienced it. it. Like this band was like one of the most important things to me, and and it was just like I kind of neglected it because they weren't 
you know, they weren't, they didn't have the things in common that I was getting into. So, right. You know, so we know about your intervention. Did anybody else have an intervention? I think I had a, the most recent one, probably. I would say so. Wait, yeah. Uh, there were, there was a period of time where just like the band was going through some changes as far as philosophical, like where do we want to go with our music? You know what I mean? Sure. Like, yeah. um, as, as any good band should, I, I feel like if you, if you are stuck in a place for 10 years, you're doing something wrong. I feel like if there's no progression as far as your art and your music, yeah. then you're doing something wrong. Evolution is key. Evolution is definitely key. And people grow, people change. Um, we we kind of had a difference as to what ideas of what the band should be. Mm-hmm. Ideas of what um, what our... It's hard, it's hard to describe. But in any case, um, there was just a difference of like, we want to go in this direction. Um, and I felt ostracized would be probably a good word for not, for not being of the same mind. Right. And it really comes down to like, I, I started to seclude myself. I started to kind of like withdraw from being as heavily involved as I've been for the last nine and a half years. You know what I mean? Right. And, and the I, other thing is that you're responsible for our vision as far as like that's um, true. an art perspective. Cause he does all of our, shirt designs he does all of our album covers he does all of the flyers and yeah, stuff like awesome, that dude. so yeah he he's a, a key member as far as that so visually so when he looks at things he like it has to be visual and uh musical at the same time mm-hmm. so he he was in charge of like our image and i don't think that he saw where we wanted to go musically mm-hmm. fitting in with our art with and meshing we with our image visually okay and, and changing the guitar tuning too that there, there was absolutely things that were pushing me out of my comfort zone. <laughs> Changing the guitar tuning—it's a big deal. Yeah. What, okay, what, so what what are you guys playing? So as of right now, we're, this we're, album is in we're we're in D drop D um, E standard. That's where we're at right now, yeah. and we were always in drop C before. Yeah, so it was, was like a heavier that, yeah, for a long we, time. We played in drop C, and I just felt like that was that was a step that I don't think the issue so much was the tuning. It was more of the fact that I was not on board with what everyone else wanted. Yeah. And I well, think that's, that's the people, underlining. You hear throughout the years, like everybody, like a lot of people play in drop D. That mm-hmm. was like a thing for a while. Like yeah. a lot of guitarists were playing in drop D mm-hmm. and then other people out drop C. It's like, well, it's drop C. Yeah. You know what I mean? There was a, at one point, a lot of bands were playing in drop D. So why did you guys do the guitar change? Did it just sound more like heavier? It, it was literally to, to break out of a box that we were in. Okay. You know what I mean? If you yeah. force yourself to play in a different <laughs> tuning, you force yourself to think differently. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, and again, I think it just came down to, um, I had a vision of what I wanted and it was not, I don't think you could see it meshing with yeah. where we were going and, right. it, and it, it freaked me out. And obviously it okay. did mesh. So, well, we, it, we had to have a, had an intervention. Yeah. <laughs> we had to have an yeah. intervention and kind of all get back on the same page. Right. He, he was scared of the word jazz. Oh, I hated jazz. <laughs> this, this part sounds yeah. jazzy. I would fucking flip out. Really? Yeah. yeah. You're like, yeah. I don't like it. I don't like it. I, yeah. I, I fought it as long as I could. I fought right, it. Right, right. And then, yeah. like, you know, we had to have an intervention. Yeah. And, uh, Wait, I mean, okay. Did everybody surround each other? No, it's it not like, like no. that. It's, it's not, right. it's not <laughs> like, you know, I, I walked in and they were all sitting on a couch. It was, with listen, a, listen. It was argumentative. <laughs> anyway, it, was, it can get heated because we put so much time into this. Band. And the thing is, like, so. I think the way the band works, like the reason why it works, is because we're all so passionate. You know what I mean? And when it come when you have passion like that, things can get heated easily. Oh, everyone, everyone cares mm-hmm. so much. Mm-hmm. You know, right. and 
Yeah. That's part of the reason why we've been around for so long is because we all care that much. You know? Yeah, <coughs> about the band and I'm sure about each other. Yeah, totally. You know what I mean? Yep. You guys have been probably been through some shit, man. I mean, that's a long time. Dude, Ten years is a long time to know a person. We've and, lived. And be in a band. I, I haven't had a band last. I think I think I was in one band for, you know, six years is probably my longest run. Dude, ten's big, man. And and, I mean, you understand being in a band like that. That's your family oh, to an yeah. extent. Yeah. So like, of course, ten ten Comes years. You spend as a so family. much time. I mean, it's and it's not only just you're playing music together. You have a relationship with the people that are in your band. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you're you're writing together. You're playing together. You're d- driving. You, I mean, you guys towards. You're driving together. Yeah, which I'll say together. I'll say this everything. too. Like being in the creative process is probably one of the most vulnerable space, spaces you could be in. Right. You know, you're literally like putting your ideas and your and your heart out there for people to critique and work with on you, like collaboratively. Right. So, music is emotional. Too, yeah. So you got to think about that. Yeah, oh, it is. But see, you got first of all. So right now, currently, what there's like four guys in your band right now. Yeah, yes. we're a four piece. Okay, so you're a four piece. Now, you guys create something. Everybody has to agree on it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it has to pass. Is it ever? Is it ever like I don't really like that part, dude? Like, you know what I mean? Sure. Well, we have a full album that we wrote and <laughs> we just discarded. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we what? we've we've written a full album that will never see 12, the light of day. Tracks? Really? Just, just because. Was yeah, it, it might be 12 tracks. 12, it was 12 we tracks. have like 12 songs. I actually went through a couple of those the other day. They sound pretty good. They don't have jazz in them, do they? <laughs> you guys don't feel the same, but you guys just don't like it? Well, no, we've taken riffs and stuff like that from some of those songs there's, and there's, incorporated yeah, there's, them in there's this new album. that are Frankenstein so. throughout the new album. Yeah. It's, right, it's not right. like you know we completely trash everything. Uh, things that don't, get, that don't get their full song get, you this, know. This was happening... <clears throat> Around the period of his intervention, so things may have changed. Like we may have released that album if you know we weren't going through that issue. True. So, yeah. Right. You know. But. Yeah. What about you, Paul? Has you Paul have had any an uh, intervention? intervention? <clears throat> there was that time we played in in D.C. at that uh, that brownstone house uh, show. Where when Paul, I was saying that if we're not like getting, like I'm not, you know, Paul wasn't seeing the money. results that he wanted. Yeah, I wasn't seeing it in a financial way, and I felt like it was starting to waste my time a little bit. Yeah. Um, all of our time, really, to be uh, fair. Um, I don't know. I just you, you put all this hard work and stuff, and sometimes you tell yourself, why am I still here? Why am I not, you know? Yeah. Why don't I have the car I have? Why don't I have the house I have? You know, why am I not living the lifestyle that I really want? I'm working hard for it, but I'm not, I'm not getting there. And then, in reality, you're actually not really working as hard as you think you are. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you know, like, performance-wise, you know, and, and just – just training wise on the drums and all that yeah that's good but it's like actually getting yourself out there and stuff like that i'm still lazy to this day with it yeah i really am no yeah. i am i the only thing i tell myself is just just play to the click be on time yeah, you know right. and play it right and you know just just go for the ride Dude, it takes a while man it's it not really does. Some, it, i mean yes is there bands that there's some bands it's like never even played a show and they're signed to like a big big label and now they make millions of dollars but that's so rare that it's it's crazy, but then you have other bands that are together for a long time, and then they play and play and play, and then eventually after catch all break. that time, they mm-hmm. catch their break. It finally pays off. This yeah. guy, he has a symbol contract sponsorship that he's still that's Dominion still sitting symbols. on the table from who? Dominion Dom- symbol. Oh, okay. Give a shout out. He's hey, he, shout out to Dominion symbol, right, Paul? Yep, yep. Dominion symbols. Uh, yeah, I just wait. Maybe you might not it. have wanted to hear <laughs> that the contract was sitting on the table. 
Nah, we've been in touch with them. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, well, the, the first thing I asked him after we, you know, I said, you know, is, is there a deadline period for this? And he said no. So that's when I'm like, okay, well, that's just gonna wait. Finally, you know how it yeah, goes. but Man, symbols a, are expensive. And art. you know how it goes, dude. Dude, yeah, but crack here's one the thing. I was, I was, I was endorsed by um, a couple of symbol companies and drum companies and stuff like back in the day. And and it's like, yeah, you're endorsed by them, but like, dude. It still costs money. You're not yeah. throwing yeah, you, free symbol. They're like, okay, yeah. we're endorsing you, but your symbol instead of twenty five hundred, still, you know, whatever. Yeah, you know fifteen hundred I mean? bucks. It's or the fifteen hundred like bucks. I mean, if you're getting crazy in it, you know, even even a, a you know a fourteen, a sixteen inch crash or whatever, you're five hundred bucks. If yeah. it depending on, especially those independent labels. But how much of a deal are you getting me? Like, I respect the fact that you're endorsing me, but like, are like, are you giving me a a great deal or just a it okay all comes deal. down to the contract you know what I mean yeah. whatever you're what yeah. is it, 25% or something like that uh, I think he said he'll start me off 30 or 35% off. are they good symbols have you played with them I haven't physically played with them I've seen videos um, he compares them to uh, with the Minel he says mm-hmm. they, yeah, they literally sound just like yeah, Minel same material and you can actually get them custom made to your liking what size bell what size oh that's how sweet. thin how thick yeah. you want them hammered or not um, right. you know uh, if you want the holes in them and all that they, mm-hmm. they really go down into detail on what you want they're a so. newer company they've been around for a while or? they're newer yeah. definitely a, a newer company um, yeah I mean I, I just talked to Andre yeah, they're, they're out of Turkey. That's where they do all their production. So, you, mm-hmm. you know, in Turkey, that's where they have a lot of, like, symbol companies like uh, Sabia and stuff like that. But I, I'll, I'll definitely be getting them soon, hopefully. And Dude, just, you, you know. won a, you, all right, so you won a Guitar Center drum competition. I didn't win the full. I, I've gotten to regionals. You got so, the regionals. So they break so, it up. Okay. I think it's I think it's store. You have to win a couple of different rounds of store, mm-hmm. and then you store go on finals. to – And then you go on I've to like the store like finals a, multiple like times. Dude, with Region all of – and then a – with all of your touring and your drumming experience and how you're like crazy good on this album and with what you guys play, have you seeked out like, dude, there's got to be drum companies that want to endorse you. You, be, But they do want footage and they want all that stuff and press kits. And you probably have all that. So like, well, this is the thing. We, we're just obtaining ma- management as of recently. Okay. Yeah. And w- what you want to do is management is your door into these people. Yeah, like jo- like Joe Schmo, the drummer next door, isn't isn't gonna contact Pearl and they'll be like, hey, like you know, really like your stuff. That doesn't work that way, right? Yeah. It, you would like to think that's the way it is. Mm-hmm. You would just contact a company. But I'm talking about companies like Truth Drums. I'm talking about companies that are they're independent companies, but they're still very good and they make a yeah. really good quality product. I don't know if you've no, or I, you just like what you play. Like, what kind of drums do you play? I I have the PDP Concept Series, the oh, okay. Maple Edition. Yeah. I, I love it, and the pedals I use is Trick pedals. I, I like them a lot. Okay. Those, those pedals are nuts. They're like, they're not the they, Axis, but they're pretty much an alternative to Axis. Uh, yeah. The what was it? The Axis is the direct drive, right? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. It's, it's not. It's not, it's, not it's not a chain driven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. So I've never heard of that though. The trick. Trick really? Yeah. Uh, it, it, it. They're pretty convenient pedals. Check them out. What makes them special compared to like? Uh, the know. spring tension is actually uh, horizontal instead of vertically. So, Real? Oh, yeah. Okay. So when cool. you adjust that spring tension, all you have to do is just spin a dial. Oh, and your really? adjustments, they have dials on them to have that perfect like pedal height and how far mm-hmm. you want the beater. You can adjust all that. Okay. It, it's just like it's like a three way of adjusting everything for you. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, I, mean, I would I'm, say I'm just, just keep doing it, man. And I, I think like them. 
you guys are going to keep doing your thing. You guys are going to, you know, eventually get where you want to be, which was what I, I was going to ask you. Where do you want to be? Do you guys want to, like, not work and just make money off the music? I mean, what, where do you want to go? What do you want to do? Well, we're realistic about everything. Everyone has, like, a career. Everyone yeah. has, like, you know, a job, a source of income. To be honest with you, as long as the band can pay for itself, where we're never coming out of pocket, and we're actually close to that. With right. our deal now, um, you know, we have we don't have to worry about pressing. Um, merchandise from now on is going to be paid for through the label, so that's less money out of our pocket. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but we want to make money. We want the band to make money for itself and never come out of pocket, and we'll be satisfied with that. Right. The, the days of being a rock star <laughs> and you know signing the contract and then you're you're set for life, then you get the, the Mercedes and the mansion. That doesn't happen this right. isn't the 1980s anymore yeah you know what i mean like <laughs> i know so I know. we have to be realistic and you want to be able to provide for your family you know yeah. so again the, the most that you could ask for in, in the best case scenario is that the band does not cost you any money so you it, it all pays for itself and yeah. then some you know what and i mean yeah. this is the other thing I, I mean if we can get on festivals and play on festivals um you know over weekends during the summer and then go back to our jobs and only have to take off one day or two days here and there mm-hmm. and then do like, you know, a couple five day tours here and there. Mm-hmm. That's that, that would be ideal situation because with those festivals, you can hit a hundred thousand people or more mm-hmm. at one show versus going to 30 dates and only getting like two or 300 people each date. Yeah. We were talking you know about that I mean? earlier. So like, it's more yeah, about right, e- right, right. efficiency yeah. Versus like you know grinding quantity, yeah. Versus quality, you know so, what yeah. I mean. And you could you could play twenty local shows or you could play, you know, five shows that are huge. Are huge. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So that's that's where we're aiming right now. If it gets to the point where we can afford to uh, you know play more shows or you know something like that, then we'll, we'll more than likely do it. But you know oh, yeah. our label is understanding. You know it's hard to get on a label that. Doesn't want you to tour. It doesn't expect you to be on the road for a month. Right. Exactly. Right. That, yeah. They're, they're, so they they're will out tour, there. Some of them, they, they'll tour the shit out of you, man. No, they will. You like, have to stay on the road for like years. I won't say any yeah. names, but we know we know a couple big level bands that are stuck on the road. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, and then on top on of it, tour, can't yeah. come like, home because they got to make that money. Yeah, yeah. And they owe the label money on top of that. That's for what the recording of the CD. I, they got to pay them back. Uh, okay, yeah. So yeah. I was informed by one of the bands that we were like really into. Um, we played with them and opened for them, and bunch of times. I asked, I asked, uh, you know, the the guy that was the main person in the project, and he said to me that you know, um, you know, the issue with being on a label is that they, you know, they grant you money for recording and stuff like that, but they expect you to pay that back and then some yeah. on top of it like the merchandise they, that they print out how much of a percentage they get they a taken? cut or a yeah, percentage for that yeah. um your manager or your booking person uh you know they want to cut at the door and stuff like that so what we were fortunate to come up with was you know we have someone that's managing us and then we have someone that's booking as well and we just pay a fee monthly year round really? and it's not an expensive fee but it's a fee to book us and we don't have a cut taken out oh, okay for each show so that seems to work out um it, it you know we're, we're only being charged the price of um like a uh a practice place right yeah you know so where we don't have to pay that practice place price every month we're paying in management and booking so um and you know this person is reputable they have some connections and you know i can't really release any information but there's a bigger band that wants to take us out on the road so mm-hmm. It all ta- it all depends on um, 
you know, uh, dates lining up and stuff like that. Right. So. Well, there you go. Financial aspects. And too. and we've yeah. never, we've never strategically, um, you know, toured. We've never strategically uh, had like you know. Um, itineraries for the band, so this is our first time doing that. I think is, it's a you good have, like, time. Like a booking agent? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes, so he do. like yeah. makes your stops and where you're gonna go. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Make sure right. that you get paid each stop and make sure. That's like, awesome. But so, you have to get to a level. I'm assuming, of of course, to get to that. Exactly. Yes. Right. Exactly. Yes. And and that's exciting because yeah, we're well, now at this point absolutely. where we have somebody that sees us and sees an opportunity for our growth. Right. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. I meant to ask you too, guys. Uh, what are your influences for the band? Ooh, that's a good question. I think I think as the band has progressed, it's it's kind of spread out further. I think if you were to ask us in two thousand nine, it's pretty limited. Yeah, um, I would agree. It's hard to pinpoint exactly where our influences are, and I think it differs for each one of us. Okay, and I yeah. think that's what makes our collective sound right. the way it is. Yeah, you know, I. I yeah, I, w- I mean, I would Not say... Not that you were trying to play like anybody, yeah. but you were influenced by... And I'll say, I, that, that was part of the problem grow- yeah. like starting early. As I think we, as bands do, you emulate someone, and, sure. you, and you have ideas of what you want to sound like, and then yeah. as you grow as a band, you you develop your own sound. I, I mean, if, we, if you take a step back, I would say um, a long influence for us would be dissection. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um as we progressed, I mean, uh, bands like uh, Neo Bliviscaris, and these are also bands that people have compared us to. Um, I Opeth. would say Opeth. Um, I have heard of them. The other it, two I haven't heard of. Enslaved. Uh, I can I see a lot of I Enslaved with yeah. us. Um, and I would also say... They said... We were compared to, to Between the Ma- Buried and Me online. Oh, really? Yeah, I've heard and of them. And yeah. also... Uh, that's really it. I mean, I, I mean, I, I mean, we were compared to Mastodon at one point in time, but it, it's certain aspects, Olsest, you know, yeah. Olsest, you know, there, there, there's a lot of things that we do that may seem like another band, but then we take our own entity and, you know, like do your own thing, yeah. Yeah. which is a good thing, thing and a bad thing. I mean, at, back in the day, it was harder when we started to kind of develop our own sound. It was harder to be lumped into a show. And a lot of yeah, a lot. I mean, our sound was very European, and it still kind of is, and that's what also helped us with getting a a European label. But around here in in South Jersey, you know, we were playing Skater's Choice with like you know (laughs) emo and screamo bands. You know, people liked us. We were like, this band's good, but we really can't get. You playing at Brad shows? Oh yeah, we played a couple of shows. Everybody has. Yeah, Yeah, back in the day. But again, people are like, well, where's where's the breakdown? Where's the breakdown? Exactly. So that that is one problem that we have is like in the area, people may not appreciate us, but we do really well when we go outside of this area. Oh, sure. We do really well in, like, Boston, Pittsburgh. We've it been sucks here, man. There yeah. isn't really a lot of places to play <clears throat> here, and that's what the case was probably, you know, around, I don't know, 2010. Like, we're playing at Jump Zone. Mm-hmm. We're playing at a children's place. Or, you know, we have to go out of New Jersey to find a spot. The best show, one of the best shows I've ever played was, like, all the way down in, like, Maryland somewhere at some bar that, like, there was and let me ask you, what, was there a lot of shit to do around that area? No. Okay, see, I'm telling you. But it was you, great. You have to seek out the places with, that show, aren't man. flooded with, you know. Yeah. yeah, it was really, it was really, really cool. Yeah. But like around here, I just feel like there's not much, man. Well, they have like the Voltage Lounge in Philly. That's mm-hmm. a pretty. Philly's got some really Philly's cool. Philly's a difference. Yeah. Philly's yeah. got some really cool spots. There's some, the Voltage Lounge. Places, there's Kung yeah. Fu Necktie. There's the Fire's been doing a lot of stuff. Yeah. I've heard the Fire. Yep. And Kung Fu Necktie. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
They're but, known for like a lot of shows. I, but, yeah. but you also know that like this area is very clicky. Yeah. Right. The very only venue I could clicky. Th- think of that in, in Jersey was Hangar 84. That place Back in, yeah. in Vineland. Yep. Yeah. yeah. What the fuck happened to that place? That, dude? that place was awesome, but it that place didn't was last. awesome. We played a lot there of big with bands Three Guys of the Dead. Oh, I remember yeah. that place. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Back in the day, I complete. That's the first time I've heard that in like forever. My old band, we opened up for uh, Otep. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 That place had some really good shows. Played that with was after the burial, Valmea. You know. Yeah. For a while, that was the oh, spot. Yeah. Oh, they. Uh, I was just informed that they sold Hangar Eighty Four. Oh. Uh, okay. Yeah, but I don't know what it is now. But uh, whatever it is, nothing. That nothing cranking cool. out music. And it was hard to play there. You know what I mean? But it, you had to be, like, you know, pretty big. I mean, I'm going back to, like, the days of uh, Valencia. I don't know. Okay, if you we know Valencia. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They, were, yeah. they were a Philly band. Uh, I'm going back to, like, Unfair Advantage days. I'm going back, like, Le- just... Left uh, to Vanish? Yeah, yeah. A bunch, <laughs> of, a bunch of bands, like, back then that mm-hmm. they were playing. Now, another thing I wanted to touch on, too, is, like, I like metal, but I've never been too like into like a black metal because I just don't un- I don't know enough about it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Can I get into it? Yeah, sure. You know what I mean? Like it's some crazy shit. You can definitely get into it, but there's like a whole there's like isn't there like a separate scene for that? Right? Like the whole uh, as a whole. Yes. And each metal aspect has, has different like, subgenres their, within right, it. Like their own thing that well, they do. This is the funny thing. Um. All right, so I'm going to start you off with this. Most people that, like, walk up to us, they may say, I don't really like this genre, but I really like you guys. Right, yeah. And we're not completely accepted in the black metal scene because we have, we're progressive when you think about that. Okay. They want specifically low-budget recordings, you know, fast drums, you know. There's, like, there's almost like a staple to the genre. We right? have, we, we blend. We take certain things from the black metal, uh, typical sound, you know, the epicness, the fastness. But that's not we're not limited to just that. You know what okay, I mean? When you right. listen to our, our our CD, you'll you'll understand yeah. that we're not specifically just multiple black metal. avenues. You like know, like multiple. the right. best right. way that you can describe it is probably Opeth. Okay, yeah. I've so heard of them. Yeah. so when you look at Opeth, like some you know a good amount of black like people that are into black metal metal like Opeth, but uh, you know there's certain people that are just like real elitist and they're like nah they you know they sing sometimes so we're not gonna you know we're not gonna listen to those guys or right. you know they don't have blast beats all the time so <laughs> yeah um but yeah we, we're, we're not you know we're not typically just pigeonholed as black metal we really are truly a progressive band and we're used to not fitting man in. blast beats are fucking hard dude <clears throat> yep you know what i mean they are like, hey, how long are you that's like, why single strokes are important. Like, we were talking my about wrist, this. dude my wrist hurt my we wrist were talking hurt. about this before we started though too about paul listening to the clicks and, and when we play live him not him not having the full energy of a show when mm. he listens to he's just yeah in his head yep you know what I mean like, oh man how are you playing a blast beat to a click it, it's like a switch in in my head when you go on stage you're a different person in a way you just you're like autopilot and you just have okay. to do what you have to do your yeah. your energy's all there all of a sudden and but it makes you so tight it make yeah, it makes it the entire <clears throat> the entire band runs yeah, like that's a machine a good idea, runs though. like a machine it really does yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I've had a lot of comments like, I'm like a robot. I'm not real. <laughs> that was the best comment. You're not real. I'm, I'll never yeah, forget yeah, you're not real. No, I'm definitely real. Yeah. You probably had to have a lot of practice time to get that tight. The one thing I can say about Paul, though, he, you know, some drummers that may, you know, play the faster stuff or just straight up blast beats and stuff like that, 
Um, they may lack like feel and groove and stuff like mm-hmm. that. He he does have like a good groove and he has like you know real feel and that's the you know that's the difference between like our progressive stuff is that we you know we we will break things down. We There's will a lot of dynamics really in, our, in our material. How do you explain the progressive part? Like, what do you mean by that for people? Um, the the fusion of uh, bands like let's say Rush. Rush or Pink Floyd, we blend that kind of stuff within the black uh, metal. Okay. You get, you oh. get what I'm saying? Yeah, like, that's cool though. Yeah, so yeah. We do in, we do like unconventional time signatures. We do like um, <laughs> a lot of syncopated stuff. You know yeah. what I mean? You know, Just we like, have some more orchestral parts within throughout our music. So, mm-hmm. right. you know, like it's which which doesn't fall under the traditional black metal tropes. Okay. You know what I mean? So, real quick, uh, you know, um, I do want to say something. When you guys play, have you ever played Hungover? Yes, multiple times. And how bad is it? Sucks. <laughs> Sucks. Yeah. Or you, when def- you get in there and the adrenaline starts pumping, dude, and you're just like, all right, fuck it, like, let's go. I, I've, I've played one or two shows like on the verge of puking, just kind of like on oh, stage. Just man, like, that sucks. Remember we played that show at Champs? No, it was. I think it was. We had, we had done a, a weekender. It was we played a show at uh, Mojo Thirteen, and then the very next night we were playing a show. Oh, at Mojo Thirteen, yeah, my boy Mojo Thirteen, yeah. Delaware, yes. 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 Delaware, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were in Mojo Thirteen in Delaware. Um, I was drinking all night. The bartender was giving me free drinks for some reason. That's cool. And um, we were getting ready to start our set, and there's a back door on the stage. Right. I walked out the back door, vomited around our bus. Came right through it. I mean, came right <laughs> no. through the back door. They already started, and I, and for some reason, I started right on time. They they started playing. <laughs> like, I actually vomited. There's been a couple. T- like, there's been a couple times where we, where we start the show, and it's like there's nobody on the microphone right now. Right, yeah, and you like, just have to keep going. But he, he is so reliable that it's like as soon as he, as soon as it's time, it's like. So he busts out of like either from the ceiling tiles or like oh, from like yeah. a back window. Like Jay is there like <laughs> the on the first. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm playing bass down. now, so he I can't do that. Stage, so. Right, 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 right. Yeah, things are different now that you're. That I've you're gotten it down to a science where like right before, I, well, when I was playing shows and stuff, where I'd have about two rum and cokes, and I'm it gets me at ease because you know mm-hmm. you all have, everybody has nerves. You know what I mean? As good as you yeah. are, I'm sure everybody yep. still gets a little bit nervous. You, get, you always you get butterflies in your stomach. Always get butterflies. They never go away, man. They'll never go and away. So I have no two of them, what. and I'm like, all right, but ah, man, I don't think I've I don't know if I've ever played like drunk, but like after a good set, I will hit the bar and have some drinks. Joe, Bethlehem oh, about be, playing drunk. Uh, yeah. Uh, so so Joe. Um, is notorious for maybe once a year going on a crazy having a, a bender show where it's just like he's just out of control. <laughs> yeah, one, right, it happens right. once a year, and I think we were playing one year in Bethlehem, PA, at this place called the Burners. Okay, it's a really cool setup. I think it's like a is it like a church venue or something like that that oh, they have an upstairs. Like, it's almost like a VFW, but it's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's, it's a it's, private bar. Yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway, we were playing this show, and and Joe, it was his. We were playing a weekend show. I think we played a show at Jimmy's place, and then the next night was at the Burners, and um, Joe was that was his once a year bender. I guess it was where he was just completely hammered, oh, trash hammered. And, like, we're playing, and we're kind of like, all right, like, let's lasso Joe, and hopefully, like, we'll get through this set. And he's playing, and he's karate kicking people as he's playing. Like, people are people are coming at him, and he's, like, foot up in the air, just, like, kicking people back. Somebody um, 
Somebody tackled Jay into, <laughs> into Paul's into drum, drum set. set. Knocked half the drum. We managed to I, I was still, I was knock the drums over. I was what? still playing. Yeah, my floor tom was like <laughs> half a foot away. Yeah. Like, so, I remember literally going like this. And <laughs> oh, the his, China was his shit sliding everywhere. Oh, and man. We kept it together. So after we got done playing, I think another band went after, after us, and Joe was free to roam around at that point. Like, he wasn't tethered to his guitar and, and his amp, so he's free to ro- run around. He's off the leash. And, yeah, and he's <laughs> wrestling with people in the pit. So he grabbed this one dude. I don't want to say the dude's name, but he grabbed this dude by the leather jacket mm-hmm. and swung him. Was that you? That happened while we were playing. That happened to me. Wait, you're the when, one who did it? Yeah, when the guy tackled me, I wind up, uh, I was a little embarrassed because, you know, you, you get tackled during your own set. And um, I grabbed him by his leather jacket and kind of slung him into a table. And the only way I could describe this guy was like, he looked like the ultimate warrior. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he really did. He wasn't as big, but he had like a leather jacket. He like, had the straps his hair, on his arms. Yeah, his yeah. hair was crazy. So I wound up throwing him into a table and then he came back. And it was just like fine, but then after the set, yeah, he was looking for Joe, and we had to hide Joe oh, <laughs> because man. because someone ripped his leather jacket. Leather jacket, he ripped my right. jacket. Oh, yeah. jacket. And then of course this dude, this dude is blazed out of his mind. He, I don't know if he was drinking or what the deal was, but he's going, "Where's that Joe? Where's Joe? I need to talk to Joe." And he's like storming around, like yeah. like you know, knocking chairs out of his way. He's like, "I need to find Joe." And at this point, Joe is like passed out (laughs) so now we're hiding him in our bus like when he pulled the bus in a back alley and we're hiding him like in between the seats and he's just kind of like nestled there like passed out (laughs) drunk and we're (laughs) we're like he's like the guy in super bad when mclovin goes on he's like mcmuffin (laughs) (laughs) give me the boobs (laughs) (laughs) all right guys so listen we're uh i didn't know how long we are we're almost at like two hours so this is uh the longest one that i've had yet um Thank you very much for being on the show. I appreciate you guys traveling all this way. Sorry that um, it took a little bit to get started, but the quality is awesome. Resonance School of Music is where we're at. This is Fries with Jake. You can catch uh, the podcast on Google, iTunes, and uh, where can we find you guys at? We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on uh, Instagram. Are you, is your mu- any music on iTunes yet? Yes, uh, oh all yeah, of we're, our we're music all over all Spotify. Yeah, if you search Spotify, on iTunes, Spotify, yeah, Pandora, too, I Pandora um, like everywhere, basically everywhere. And YouTube. just real, real quick, I just want to plug. You know, we'll plug the label again, Black Lion Records out of Sweden. You know, those guys have been super cool to us. They so sound far. really cool um, from yeah, what you guys have said. Yeah. The Guitar Marie pickups. We'll plug the Guitar Marie pickups too. That's the Guitar Marie uh, pickups is what uh, Joe and I are sponsored by. Nice. So all right, awesome pickups. Well, awesome. Thank you guys very much for coming on, and I, I appreciate it. Thank you for All having right. us, buddy. Thank you. No problem. Yeah, yeah. No problem. Great. All right. Thanks. Fries with Jake. We out. Peace.